the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Bridgeway Community Church. From our nation's capital, welcome to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Seasoned expert on race, religion, relationships, Dr. Anderson wants to talk to you. Phone lines are open now, 888-432-7434. And now, please welcome Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice in the nation's capital. Good afternoon, friends. David Anderson live right here in the nation's capital. How in the world are you today? Well, wherever you are, in your kitchen, in your car, maybe in front of your computer or your smartphone watching me on uh, Facebook Live, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. At Anderson Speaks is my handle for all my social media, including Facebook Live. Now, we are on WAVA 105.1 FM station, and we are live today at the uh, Values Voter Summit in Washington, D.C. I've got my main man, Tony Penny, side kicking it with me today. How's it going, Tony? It's going great, Doc. I feel like I'm on the sidelines of the Dodgeball Championship, and we're just watching folks do stuff. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, you know, there's uh, a very conservative move afoot uh, here with the Values Voter Summit, and I think a lot of our listeners who may be conservative are just eating it all up, loving every minute of what's going on. What kind of speakers have we had since uh, this thing started, Tony? High-powered speakers all day today. We had Senator Mitch McConnell earlier, Tony Perkins, who's the head of Family Research Council, who's putting on this Values Voter Summit, uh, Michelle Bachman, who we had the pleasure of interviewing a little while ago, yep. uh, and Secretary of State Mike Pompeo spoke uh, just a little while ago, a little over an hour or so ago fantastic speech on religious liberty and the things that the State Department's doing around the world. Well, there you have it. If you want to make a comment, you can always go on my Facebook Live page and make a comment. Uh, We won't be taking your phone calls today since we are live on site at the Values Voter Summit where we are broadcasting live. So you'll hear noise in the background. And, you know, we're just kind of kicking it here right on the ground. But if you normally do want to get a hold of us, you can always uh, give a call when the show is up and running. Uh, 888-432-7434. Tony, why don't we open in a short word of prayer? Why don't you cover us, and then we can talk more about what's been going on, not only here at the Values Voter Summit, but also all week long with the shows we've been having. You got it. And as always, if you're driving, keep your eyes on the road. All right? Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity and the technology that you give us to broadcast live today, to be here from the Values Voter Summit Uh, where we are learning so much, where we're building bridges and uh, doing your work. Bless our listeners, bless our show, bless our time together. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen 
Amen. Amen. Andersonspeaks.com is another way you can get a hold of me or even embracegracism.com. Gracism is a book that I wrote, The Art of Inclusion, and you can always connect with me uh, via that website. Uh, Tony, we've been talking about at the Values Voter Summer with a lot of folk. Uh, you know I'm a bridge-building voice here in the nation's capital. I'm not far, far conservative right. I'm not far, far liberal left. I'm somewhere in the middle, and you can get me leaning right at any time. Um, and, of course, every now and then I might lean left. But I pretty much is that I'm that center-right guy. But uh, this is uh, a little further than being center-right here, wouldn't you think? This is a little far right, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But, but you're not going to find a lot of progressives here. There's not going to be a lot of talk about social justice right. in a positive way right. um, here at the Values Voter Summit. It's, it's a very conservative event. Um, this is almost like the conservative Super Bowl every year. Well, what's interesting about it, though, is it really is necessary to have such conservative uh, values promoted because the, the liberal ball can swing very far left. And you almost need the far right to kind of bring it back to where it needs to be. Do you see politics that way? I do. And I think we have a tendency in this country to go both ways that way. We, we, our pendulums, politically speaking, tend to go pretty far to the left one way right. for maybe four years, eight years or so. And then pretty far right for yeah. another four years or yeah. eight years. Um, it very rarely do we find ourselves anywhere in the middle. There's nothing yeah. in the middle of the road but dead animals, right? <laughs> Things that <laughs> haven't been able to make before. a decision. So, well, I, well, I think most of America, don't you think they probably find themselves somewhere uh, middle left, middle right, you think, or no? I think we are probably a very centrist country, mm. collectively speaking. But it's the extremes that get the microphone and oftentimes the votes, right? Right. They, they have a tendency to be the loudest voice in the room. Mm -hmm. um, even if they're the smallest demographic in the room. Mm, interesting. Well, listen, friends, we're at the Value Voters Summit. We're live on site here in Washington, D.C. at the Omni uh, Shoreham Hotel. And we are talking today about conservative values. We're talking with many different authors. If you're on my Facebook page, you can already see we've had a conversation with uh, Michelle Bachman. She was the former congresswoman uh, from Minnesota. She also ran for president, didn't she, Tony? She did, I think in 2012. Huh, how'd she do? <laughs> she didn't make it. Uh, she didn't make it, but she, she, she held her own. Yeah. She did okay. Yeah. What would you think about that interview? Of course, you were there as I was talking to her. It's a great interview. She is a woman that's clearly um, following the Lord hard. Um, she knows her stuff. She believes what she believes. She is very, very pro-Israel. Uh -huh. um, doing a lot of work, a lot of pro-Israel work right now. Mm. Um, it, it was it was a good interview. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we also interviewed Superman, uh, Lois and Clark. His name is Dean Kane. What do you think about him? Um, not as tall as I would have thought he would. <laughs> really? Um, it's kind of my height, which gives me hope. <laughs> yeah, maybe I could be Superman too. There you but, go. Yeah. Um, no, go in that phone booth. See what happens. <laughs> he's he was great. Um, he's got a new movie coming out called Gosnell. Uh, about an infamous abortion doctor that should be in theater soon. So he's here promoting that. It's a great interview. He's doing good stuff. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, we're going to be coming back in just a moment. But let me uh, remind you that today we are live on site uh, at the Values Voter Summit. Therefore, we won't be taking your phone calls today, but we do want you to interact with us. So if you want to go to Facebook, it's at Anderson Speaks. We'd be more than happy uh, to check your, your comments there as well. 
So uh, it's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're going to run to our commercial break as soon as we get back. We're going to continue not only from the Voter Values Summit, but we also want to talk to you uh, about what we've been talking about this week and what's happening in the future with politics. We'll be right back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. smelly basement let me tell you something amber and i had some basement issues we called best buy waterproofing they came and they helped us out if you have mold mildew cracks blistered paint in your walls or you're just not quite sure if your basement is altogether safe then call best buy waterproofing just go to bestbuywaterproofing.com they have over 30 years of experience and they'll even donate five hundred dollars to my show if you end up doing business with them most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Dr. Anderson would love for you to join his brand new public figure Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson on Facebook, and when you see his smiling face, click like. That's another great way for you to connect and follow the good doc. Welcome back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. For more information about this program or for resources from Dr. Anderson, please visit andersonspeaks.com. You can call our hotline at any time at 888-432-7434. That's 888-43-BRIDGE. To watch us on Facebook Live or to check out our previous broadcasts, visit Dr. Anderson's public Facebook page. Just search Dr. David Anderson and click like. To join our text community and receive a free weekly textpiration from Dr. Anderson, just text the word INSPIRE to 50555. That's I-N-S. P-I-R-E to 50555. And now, back to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. And I'm back. It's live. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital, covering Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia, Maryland, parts of Pennsylvania, and West Virginia as well. WAVA 105.1 FM, the most listened-to Christian talk station on the East Coast. Second in the entire country, but, you know, we're working on that with the old L.A. people, you know. Anyway, I've got Shelly Neese. She's hanging out with me today. I'm holding up her book. It's called The Copper Scroll Project. Thanks for hanging out with Dr. Anderson. Thank you, David. How you Can doing? Can I call you David? You know, I think I really okay. prefer you to call me uh, Bishop. Okay. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Let's just okay. go with Bishop. Reverend Doctor. Uh, we'll work it out. All the names. All we'll the work names. it out. Okay, okay so tell, okay, me, uh, tell me if your book uh, really stinks. Okay. Um, yes. Am so, I going to fall asleep on this thing? No, or what? I mean, I really, if you, if you like a treasure hunt, I do. If you like a good human interest story, I do. And if you like the Bible, I really do. Then this book's for you. Wow. Okay. The Copper Scrolls. Who knows about what Copper Scrolls are? I mean, we know, know. about the Dead, Dead Sea Scrolls, right? 
Tell no. me about the Copper Scroll. So the Copper Scroll, there's really, when we talk about the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's a library of Dead Sea Scrolls. There's uh -huh. 800 manuscripts in right. the Dead Sea Scroll collection. The Copper Scroll is one of those 800. So if you mm. haven't heard of it, maybe you know, maybe that's because you haven't read through all of the litany of Dead Sea Scrolls. Right. But here's the craziest part, is that it's the only one on metal. It's the hmm. only one that was chiseled. Wow. It's bad handwriting on this Copper Scroll. So it wasn't written by a scribe. I mean, it's written really wow. in childish Hebrew. But what that entails, that the fact that it was written on an expensive metal and it took a ton of work. Right. And it's not a book of the Bible. It's not a commentary right. on right. the Bible. It is a list. Wow. The Copper Scroll is a list of 60 different burial locations for copious amounts of gold, silver, wow. and bronze. Are, are we going to go on a treasure hunt when we read your book? I mean, I hope so. That's my intention. You definitely will take a tour of Israel. You'll okay. learn a lot about biblical archaeology, yeah. about the politics of archaeology, because yeah. that's a thing. Right. I mean, and, and a lot of this points towards the Temple Mount, and so that brings in a lot of politics and controversy. But in general... It's a human interest story where we all like a good David and yeah. Goliath story, right? Yeah. So this is a guy, it's an arson investigator from Oklahoma, and he thinks that he solved the Copper Scroll, and he is on a quest wow. to locate lost treasures from the temple. Now, you have a big event coming up uh, October 14th. Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. Okay, we have an Israeli philosopher named Yoram Hazoni. And Say that name again. Yoram Hazoni. Ten times, please. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So he's kind of a well-known Israeli philosopher. Right. And he wrote this book, and it is about um, the defense of nationalism with Zionism because right. he's coming at it from an Israel perspective. Right. But he's going to join together with an Anglican professor named Jerry McDermott who wrote a new book on Christian Zionism. Huh. And it's articulating a new voice of why we support Israel, where land comes into place in the Bible, yeah. and why covenant is important. Well, people uh, appreciate lifting up Israel, but I don't know if they always like associating it with Christian Zionism. Can you right. help us understand what that means, Christian Zionism? Right, exactly. Well, so I know there is sort of a movement of people that would like to just get rid of the term altogether because mm -hmm. of what's associated with it, but there's people that want to get rid of every term, yeah. you know, evangelical yeah. or whatever those right. buzzwords are. Yeah, exactly. That if they've been around long enough, there's going to be lots of bad and good associated mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. But in general, Christian Zionism starts with Ruth. I mean, in, mm -hmm. the, in the book of Ruth, yeah. we have her saying that your God will be my God, your people will be, be my, my people. people. So for me, that is the mm. true nature of Zionism is this mm. partnership and this belief that our God is a God of fidelity and truth and that he won't leave the Jewish people and he won't yeah. leave us. And if I think that he did, if I think all of a sudden that the land's not important to him and right. the people of Abraham aren't important to him, then that's not really a God that I would yeah. be interested in staying faithful to as well. Yeah. So I yeah. feel like it's important to know the nature of our God. How do people support Israel in a practical way? Not always in a political way, but, uh, you know, sometimes you're with the, po the politics of it. Other times you're not with the politics of it. Mm -hmm. But for everybody who's listening today and they're like, you know what? Yeah, I believe that, you know, uh, the God of Israel and Abraham will bless the world and I want to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, maybe I believe uh, that uh, Palestinians have rights and we just have we want everybody to be at peace. And so people are stuck. So what they do is they just kind of stay out of it. Right. Right. Um, what do you think we can do to kind of come together? 
Right. Well, I mean, this is going to sound a little cliche, but education is really, really important because I believe that a lot of Christians are instinctually pro-Israel, that their gut tells them that, that Israel is still important to God, that Israel is important in the Bible, and it should right. be to us as Christians. But they're really not educated on those talking points. They're not educated on what modern Israel's dilemmas are, mm -hmm. on modern Israel's history. And so a lot of this would just be educating yourself on Israel from 1948 mm. till now, these last 70 years, and coming to your own decisions and mm. determinations about that. And then your second cliche answer would be prayer. I mean, yeah. that the Bible tells us to pray for Jerusalem, to mm. be longing and eager for peace to come to Jerusalem. Right. So if you just take Jerusalem off your radar, then you mm. might as well take the Psalms off your radar right. as well. Right, right. Uh, all 150 of them, <laughs> right? Um, so does being pro-Israel mean being anti-Muslim? No, being clarify pro that uh, yeah, no. that would be what do you call that like a, a myth or something? Clarify that for right. people who may be wondering: Is that what it means to be pro-Israel? I've got to be anti-Islam. That's not right. That's not the case, right? No, that is not the case. That is not the case. Israel does face certain dilemmas, and there are certain things. Just like, you know, <laughs> not all Muslims are terrorists. You know, th th right. there, there is, and the truth is, and nobody realizes this: that twenty percent of the people in Israel, of the citizen of Israel, are Arab, mm -hmm. are Muslims, yeah. are Christian Palestinians. Right. And they are living and they are thriving in that land. Yeah. So part of supporting Israel is supporting that 20% of people that right. are living and thriving. Israel, the Christian population of Israel is one of the only growing Christian populations in the world. They have, mm. you know, they're in Israel's parliament. They're in Israel's Supreme mm. Court. They are they are having an, an Females, you know, Christian, yeah. Palestinians, Arab Palestinians, male, female, they all have representation and they're able to just enjoy the benefits of democracy mm. that we all want them mm. to. So part of that is just that education piece right. like I talked about, of right. knowing the facts of like, no, this is actually, when we talk about Israel, this is a a full and, and more diverse country than you would think. When uh, Christians talk about Israel, we really connect it back to the Hebrew scriptures. Mm -hmm. Uh, but sometimes, because it's such a large secular community, even in the Knesset, in Israel, they don't oftentimes talk a lot about scripture. Do you think that a lot of them are tying it back to their heritage, mm -hmm. but not with the scriptures? Or what do you, what do you think about that? I, I don't know. This is right. educating me here. I know from a Christian evangelical standpoint, you know, you stand with Israel. But when I go there and you talk to a lot of people are secular, a good number of them are atheists. Um, mm -hmm. And so, but there's still this bond, right, between Christians and in the West and, and uh, the, you know, Jewish people uh, in Israel. Have you thought about this at all? Oh, of course. I mean, I'm haunted by things like this. But <laughs> well, I'm glad you can come on my show so I can haunt you. Thank you. But no, absolutely. I mean, Israel, this is this is an ancient old debate in terms of we have a unique people in terms of that their religion is not their race you know but yet right. but yet when we talk about a jewish nationhood we are are talking about a jewish nation in the same way that we talk about other ethnic it's groups ethnic. and pursuit of nationalism so it's very unique and it's very different and are so they more connected to their ethnicity than their religion well both yeah, i mean yeah, both yeah. And, and either so so that is it's just such a unique situation but the thing is, is I really do, in defense of just nationalism as a as right. a positive engagement with the world, not imperialism mm -hmm. or not colonialism, but just 
nationalism can be a positive thing. Nationalism is set up in the Bible when God particularly mm-hmm. chose one nation mm-hmm. to be able to shine his light brighter to the world and yeah. to set them up as an example for what it means to be monotheist. I mean, yeah. these are the people that we're talking about. Like, yeah. the reason why you and he, I aren't sitting here talking about polytheism as if that's still a debate mm-hmm. right. is because this was a gift that the Jewish world brought us. Yeah. So, no, you know, certain Israeli leaders, the founders of Zionism, maybe they weren't necessarily religious Orthodox Jews. Mm-hmm. But if you look at any of their memoirs, and if you really get to the point and to the heart of what they were doing and what they were mm. pursuing, the Bible was fuel to that fire. And yet we're engrafted in, right? Because we Absolutely. may not be Romans Jewish, but, but because of the, you know, us Gentiles, thank God, it, the yeah. gospel went to the Jew first and then to uh, the rest of us. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Um, and so then am I, do you think, take a, a position that we're all spiritually Jewish? Some people have that theological debate mm-hmm. as well. What do you think about that? I'm throwing right. all kinds of stuff at you, but I, like I enjoy it. it. I mean, I came for Copper Scroll, and now I'm yeah, on to replacement theology. There you go, right there. <laughs> the Copper Scroll so, Project. No, but this, these, are my, these are my favorite. She's my new friend. These are my favorite talking points. Okay, great. So replacement theology is out. Okay. Replacement theology caused the Holocaust. That uh-huh. is when Christians came into the picture. I mean, yep. this goes back to the Council of Nicaea and 300. Right. Christians came into the picture, and they said, we aren't Jewish, mm-hmm. and so y'all keep doing your thing. We're going to do our thing, and we're going to make it totally new. And right. so, you know, that's whenever we get away from the Jewish feast and festivals. That's why we get away right. from the Jewish Sabbath. Not because that was in the Bible. Happy or Yom Kippur for the rest oh, of the Oh, right. Exactly. And okay, Sukkot's coming up. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I think what's happening there is that led to anti-Semitism. That right. led to what we know. As opposed to an integration. As with a, the you're replacing as opposed to sort of redeeming or exactly and it's all over Romans 11 mm-hmm. we just forgot what Paul was yeah. saying in terms of and and Paul warns us yeah. don't get judgy don't get right. on your high horse you are not better than the Jewish people this was right. God's plan you've been grafted in but you can't cut away at the you have to write three chapters on it right Romans and 9 10 and 11 reiter- just that little section right there reiterating it, why do you have to do that I mean just, I, because we, we we're think still we were noshing on it we're huh. still noshing gotcha. on it gotcha okay. repetition is the key to education there I suppose. You go. but in general yes no the Jewish people God is not done with them Christians have not replaced them and mm-hmm. that was a huge seed of hate in the Christian church for a long time and the further we get away from that and thinking that way yeah. I think the brighter and more positive Christianity becomes and it's yeah. healing for the church too. well if you can if you can show the commonality that Christianity actually comes from Judaism I think that helps well, right I mean Jesus like a lot of people I, I, it seems like weird to say that though doesn't no. it like um, you can't hardly be a Christian and not realize that you no. come from a Jewish heritage right no I know no my son my son, last Passover, I have a 12-year-old son, and he was at his school. This is my husband's military at the time. We were living in Charleston, South Carolina. And just to show allegiance, and, and, and he had matzah in his lunch during Passover mm. week, you know, representing. We all know that yeast represents right. sin. And, right. and so he had matzah in his lunch. And so a Christian friend, a Christian classmate says, why are you doing that? You're not Jewish. And, he, and his answer, he's a kid, and so his answer was just, well, Jesus was Jewish. Right. You know what the kid said? What? No, he wasn't. Oh, right. Really? And then the next wow. day, he went home and asked his mother about it. The next day, he came back, and he says, well, Jesus wasn't a religious Jew. Oh, wow. So my son's Look response is, so Jesus was a secular Jew. I don't yeah. know. I, we just have so many things we have to self-correct, and it will heal the church. Yeah. If we heal our relationship 
with the Jewish people, we can heal the church. He was probably sitting there eating a bagel when he was saying Jesus wasn't Jewish. Well, okay, so uh, we know Jesus was Jewish. We know mm-hmm. the 12 apostles were Jewish. We know the women uh, were Jewish, Mary and, and the rest of them. And all of the traditions, really, of the Christian church, when you think about it. You know, everything yes. from the synagogues that we, we you know, turn in now churches and things right. of that sort. So I think there's probably, again, it's going to sound cliche. You said it first, though, and I believe it, and that is education. Mm-hmm. Clichés exist for a reason. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, ed- education true. is big. And, and, and then unity with uh, the Muslim faith, too, is that they all come from Abraham. Abraham. I mean, you got to find common ground somewhere. We're going to have right. differences, but you got to find common ground somewhere. Hey, does the Copper Scroll Project, does that help us find common ground anywhere? So the Copper Scroll, you are going to be living and walking in first century Jerusalem. So first century Jerusalem, there was yet, all of this was in the womb. Rabbinic Judaism was in the womb. Mm. Christianity was in the womb. And so it kind of brings you back to the birthplace of where we're at now Mm. and strips all of that other stuff away, the other, the hatred and the divide and the things that came between us. Mm. So yes, in a way, it's going to bring you back to a point in history and help you to be able to rethink what changed from there. I have a question. Yes. Could secrets contained in the most (laughs) enigmatic of the Dead Sea Scrolls, the Copper Scroll, hold the keys to one of the greatest treasures in Israel's history? Yeah, I mean, that question's rhetoric, so yes! There you go. The Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, the Fountain of Youth, the the Philosopher's Stone. You're going to find it all right here. Well, not really. No, it's it's really right here. You need to buy the book. It it could be. You never know. Just have them buy the book. It does have a cliffhanger ending. You know, it could end up with, it's, yeah, it gets real crazy, real crazy. But there's no only... The only stories we're telling are the crazy ones. I like it. An ancient secret fuels the battle for the Temple Mount. Shelly, Shelly, niece, hanging out with me at the Values Voter Summit. Together, our books. Look at that. Oh, right? I you hold mine. I hold yours. There you go. There you go. It's gracism. <laughs> Listen, it's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Coming back in three minutes. Don't you go anywhere. Hanging out with Shelly and other people right here at the Values Voter Summit. See you right back. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Even though mortgage rates are rising, they're still near record lows. So as a homeowner, there are things that you should be considering. Hey, everyone, this is Brian. And this is Mike of Fellowship Home Loans. Right now, your home value is probably higher than you realize. A perfect time to consolidate debt, take cash out for home improvements, eliminate PMI, and a host of other possibilities, not the least of which is maximizing your tax deduction. Home values are up, and the housing market is strong. 
time to have your house work for you. If you want to find out more about what equity you have in your home and how you can use it, give us a call today at 800-804-SAVE. That's 800-804-7283 or online, fellowshiphomeloans.com. Fellowship Home Loans, mortgage lending guided by Christian principles. Come and get your loan, Fellowship Home Loans. Intercontinental Capital Group, DBA, Fellowship Home Loans, Equal Housing Opportunity Lender, NMLS number 60134. In theaters now, Unbroken, Path to Redemption. Witness the next chapter. I just thought I'd be able to forget everything. You need help. Of the unbelievable true story. Tonight, there's a drowning man just looking for some type of hope for the future. But there's a lifeline. Just reach out. Unbroken, Path to Redemption, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now playing. For theaters and tickets, go to unbrokenfilm.com. The way you get your medicine prescriptions is now changing across America. GoGoMeds.com can deliver your medicine right to your door. Ask your doctor to send your prescription to GoGoMeds.com. Once you fill in your information, it's in the system and your prescription is delivered. It's just that easy. Go to GoGoMeds.com and use the promo code MIKE2018 and save $10 on your first prescription. That's GoGoMeds.com and the promo code MIKE2018 gets you $10 off your first prescription. And I'm back. It's Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, your bridge-building voice right here in the nation's capital, covering all of D.C., Maryland, Virginia, parts of Pennsylvania and West Virginia as well. We are broadcasting live from the Value Voters Summit right here in Washington, D.C. We've got a lot of many, a lot of conservatives in this uh, conference, a lot of speakers, a lot of authors and artists. And with me right now, I have uh, Dr. Carol Swain. She is the author of a, nine books, but a brand new book called Debating Immigration. Uh, Dr. Swain, welcome. Well, thank you for having me on. It's great to have you here. This new book is, is, is like a lightning rod. Tell us about it, Debating Immigration. It was released on August 24th, and it's called Debating Immigration because there's not one single viewpoint. Mm. Uh, there are 15 different contributors and 20 chapters. Uh-huh. And so five of those chapters I authored. Right. The introduction, the conclusion, a chapter about the Congressional Black Caucus and how well they represent their constituents. There's one that offers a my version of a comprehensive immigration plan okay. that makes uh, – that looks at the Trump plan and uh, and what we've done in the past and what I believe we need to do in the future. Uh-huh. There's one on uh, DACA that has to do uh-huh. with the children that were brought here by their parents right. that are undocumented. Uh, one on federalism. Uh-huh. Uh, so th- and and one of the chapters for Christians has to do with uh, a biblical viewpoint on immigration. Ah, let's talk about that for a second. You talk about a biblical viewpoint on immigration where you're supposed to welcome the stranger and things of of that sort what is what is the view on that and how do believers in christ followers of jesus who are trying to get the the immigration debate correct help us with that well, i can tell you that uh in 2005 the first edition of debating immigration was published in 2007 uh-huh. it came out of a conference that i held at princeton uh-huh. And at that time, as a Christian, and I was a fairly new believer, I had become a devout believer 
late uh, uh, 1990s. Uh, whenever I spoke on immigration, I was told that I had to support open borders and uh, uh -huh. because that was the only Christian view. I that see. That Christians yeah. could not be immigration restrictionists. And uh, for a while, I uh, sort of was silenced about immigration hmm. because I believe in the rule of law. I believe that we are a nation of laws and that we should enforce the ones on the books and that mm. if we don't like the laws we have, we have a system of government that allows us to change yeah. the laws. So in this book, I uh, have a chapter that was not written by me, but by a person that grappled with those same issues. Right. He looks at what the Bible has to say about immigration and the stranger, uh, how America differs from ancient Israel. Ancient right. Israel was a theocratic society, you know, and it was right. not the same as a democratic republic. Right. And so there's a role for civil government that's different from the church. Right. So what the church does, you know, the church has its own uh, dictates from God, directions from right. God. The government is supposed to protect everyone. Right. And uh, and then just. Um, so that's one of the big distinctions then is the governmental system. As I opposed mean, to the church. As opposed to the church. And so while the church may be a, a theocracy, the country is not. Right. And so are you saying then that oftentimes Christians are taking uh, the same view of the church like a theocracy, like the Jewish people, when they are talking about immigration? All the time. Uh -huh. And one of the things is is that I don't think it's ever appropriate for a church to, to engage in resistance against the government. Because the Romans uh, thirteen one, you know, the Lord tells us about uh, you're supposed to fear the king and and be subject right. to the rulers, and the government is a sword bearer for a reason. And nowadays, you see people who are undocumented, and they get on TV and tell you, you know, yes, I'm in this country, I don't have my papers, come and get me. And so they will really flaunt the fact that they're breaking the laws. Uh -huh. And I've interviewed whites and blacks who are angry about that because they say, you know, if I were to do that, they'd throw me in jail. Mm -hmm. And here are these people giving national interviews. They're on the front page of the newspaper. There's no fear of the government as being the sword bearer. And I think that we have made a serious mistake by not reforming immigration. If we don't like the laws, then we need to change So why is it so difficult then to reform immigration, in your opinion? It shouldn't be, but I think that with both political parties, they see a gain. And, mm. uh, and with the Democratic Party, they've had opportunities to address the situation affecting the DACA recipients. Mm -hmm. They've had many opportunities, and they don't want to reform immigration yeah. because they don't want Republicans to get credit for doing it. So is it about credit? Because I remember when they had, what is, was it called the Gang of Eight or something? You had yeah. Marco Rubio. I mean, you had Republicans and Democrats together. Right. Was it about who gets the credit? No, I think that it broke down over amnesty because there are people uh -huh. that feel like that if you broke the laws, you shouldn't get ahead of everyone else. Our immigration system, all our resources go into policing the illegal immigration and housing yeah. people and figuring out what we're going to do with them yeah. when this they're in this country illegally. And um, there's not enough resources to process in the applications and the visas of people who are trying to follow the law. Or when their visa is running out and they're trying to yeah. renew their visa, right. they could take months and then they could fall out of status. Right. They could be legally here. They don't get their paperwork processed in a timely fashion, and then they're out of status. Mm. And so if we had a balanced system, it would certainly uh, take the interests of the people that are here legally as seriously as it does the ones that are well, here undocumented. I think a balanced system and a comprehensive reform would be a blessing 
uh, for so many people. Hey, listen, thanks a lot for introducing your book to our audience. It's a Debating Immigration, and uh, it's Dr. Uh, Carol Swain. You can learn more about her if you uh, probably just Google her name. She's the author of nine uh, books and a former professor of political science and law from Vanderbilt uh, University. Dr. Swain, thanks for being with Thank us. Thank you. My pleasure. like brand new pair of jeans. I feel like taking chances. I feel a lot like 17. When asked the question raised by her professor, why are you here at Omega Graduate School? Sebla Dibuhailu answered in one of her essays like this. I was not there just to add a prefix to my name, though that would feel good. The greater purpose of my preparation at OGS is to fulfill my mandate to be a change agent. The doctoral study is a time of preparation for me to see and to think, to understand the times, and to craft my way in fulfilling my calling. Sebla Dibuhailu, a current doctor of philosophy student from Ethiopia, is a counselor and adjunct psychology professor who hosts a weekly radio show in the capital city of Ethiopia and is an advocate for empowering women and children. What is your profession and how can OGS help you grow to the next level in your graduate education? Dr. David Anderson is the new chancellor of Omega Graduate School, formerly known as Oxford Graduate School, and your education as a working adult is important to him, to God, and to all who will be changed in the world because of your important research. Go to OGS.edu today and apply or call 1-800-933-6188. Hi, Jewel. This is Dr. Hi. Anderson. How are you? Hi, Dr. Anderson, and hello to your guests. First, I want to thank you for Best Buy Waterproofing. Oh. <laughs> they are outstanding. Yeah, and I'm scheduled to get my work done in a week, but I just want to thank you. The free home inspection, they came mm -hmm. out. Love it. It was just absolutely amazing. They have over 30 years of experience, and they'll even donate $500 to my show if you end up doing business with them. But most of all, get your basement fixed. Give them a call. 844-980-3707. That's 844-980-3707. Have you heard any good lawyer jokes lately? Well, let me tell you about a lawyer who is no joke. That's James McCullum, attorney who understands the law and he knows the Lord. When I have need of legal advice, I have contacted James McCullum. If you need legal representation, contact James McCullum at 301-864-6070. That's attorney James McCullum at 301-864-6070. And that's no joke. Want more Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson? You can now catch Dr. Anderson's half-hour radio highlight show on Saturdays at 7 p.m. right here on WAVA 105.1. You'll enjoy recent conversations he's had with callers to this show. Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson, Weekend Edition. Saturday, 7 p.m. on WAVA. Check it out. For more information about Dr. Anderson, visit andersonspeaks.com. Go. 
All right, all right, guys. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. My name is Dante Shepard, and I'm sidekicking it right now with the good doctor. That's right, Dante Shepard, producer at Bridgeway Community Church of our Sunday services and an all-around great dude, and he's hanging outside kicking it with me today. We are live, Dante, at the Value Voters Summit. What's it been like for you? It's been a pretty eye-opening. I had a, I had a full-circle moment. When I had uh, just gotten back to Maryland from acting school in New York, I was kind of working some odd jobs, and I got linked up with a brother that had me passing out magnets that were supporting traditional marriage. And so huh. I had to drive down to this fancy hotel in D.C. and stand outside of this ballroom and just hand out magnets and things like huh. that. It was very, very random. Was this the hotel? This was the hotel. Wow. And How this about was that? the event. And this is wow. back in, like, 2008. Wow, so, okay. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a pretty full-circle moment for me today. How about that? Well, yeah. it's a very uh, uh, conservative deal here. You for know, sure. people are uh, advocating for traditional marriage, religious freedom, and uh, and uh, immigration reform. So there's a lot, there's a lot going on. Uh, we live in a culture, though, that, you know, we're not always sure what side of the political line we should fall on as believers, as a, a, a younger uh, man who's been a Christian for a very long time. Do you, do you find it easy to navigate these issues, or has it become more complex? I think it becomes complex when you take into account the the uh, the inner the internal growth that can happen uh, between individuals. You know, I think of myself back then in those days. Mm-hmm. How you know, I might have even rallied behind maybe directly or indirectly behind traditional marriage, and how you know some. 10, 10 some odd years later how my view has kind of shifted a little mm. bit um, uh, but yeah I think that that it's extremely complicated when you take into uh, hundreds of millions of people and trying to navigate um, navigate those waters in such a way where you can say hey here's how we can make this country this world better um, it, it gets it gets muddy yeah how'd you like the interview I did uh, with uh, Superman I loved it, man. Uh, Dean Kane, Yeah, uh, that was great. Lois and Clark. Yes. Yeah, you got a picture with him, didn't you? I did get a picture with him, and it, it was cool to see somebody from, uh, from, from television, you know, see him uh-huh. up close. Uh-huh. Well, you're an actor. Tell us what you do because people can go to your website and see all the uh, stuff that you do. You're yeah. an amazing spoken word artist, uh, dancer, uh, artist uh, who produces, who sings. You, you do a lot, man. Uh, Thanks, man. What does it feel like it. for one artist to meet another artist like that? It feels it feels uh, inspiring whenever I'm in um, whenever I'm you know bumping shoulders with people that uh, have found success in the business and uh, more importantly for me how I personally view it is uh, I'm, I get so excited and so inspired to see somebody living out their dream doing what they're passionate about in such a way where they get to provide for their families mm. um, uh, make art that that they deem uh, as as necessary and that they believe in it it's really it, it just makes me feel good to see people actually doing what they love to do that's well, that's i think that's that's what makes uh, this world a better place you kind of find yourself in that situation you're doing what you love to do exactly. uh, you're pretty good on both ends of the camera not only the and when you're in front of the camera but lately you've been a, a bunch of stuff behind the camera too yeah. uh, do you want to give our uh, our listeners and viewers just like a little sneak peek on what they might see sunday at bridgeway community church in columbia maryland and owens mills maryland yeah you know we're talking about lifting others up and how to encourage people and so you know i thought it would be cool if we got dr anderson a a nifty little lift driver uh-huh and that lift driver decided to to uh, do some little james corden action with uh, a little carpool karaoke oh wow so if you want to see if you want to see two people two different upbringings from two different places 
uh, join together in unity for the love of music. Uh, I think you want to be tuned in to Bridgeway Community Church. There you go. You can watch Bridgeway <laughs> every Sunday morning uh, yeah. at 8, 10, and 12 uh, online. Just go to the Bridgeway website, which is bridgeway.cc. Or come on out if you want to uh, come to the Columbia campus. Uh, we're just south of Baltimore, 20 minutes, north of the D.C. Beltway, 20 minutes. Or you can always go to Owens Mills or Eicherstown. we got a brand-new campus out there, and it's such a great opportunity uh, for you to check us out. Uh, one of the uniquenesses of our church, Dante, where you're the producer of Sunday Morning's Creative Arts, is, uh, is the multiculturalism. Uh, you grew up in this. You came to our church. How old were you when you came to Bridgeway? I was seven years old, Easter of 93. Wow. How old are you now? I am 32. So that's basically all your life. For pretty much, like, yeah. Like 25 years. My conscious life, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't know it. what happened between zero and six. So you yeah. don't know what it's like to do church with just an all-black church or all yeah, Puerto Ricans because I mean, you're mixed black and Puerto Rican. Yeah. But you grew up from childhood mm -hmm. until adulthood going through all the stages of elementary and middle school and high school and college age and acting school and all of this and your professional life and then you're married with kid. Uh, I mean with a kid I mean it's kind of like your whole life has been multicultural. Yeah and it's been such a blessing to be you know fully immersed in that um, multicultural community for sure and what it has done is it's it's given me this this um amazing perspective that the handful of times where I've had the, the great opportunity to go to uh, the black church or a white church or, mm -hmm. you know, these different uh, styles and different demographics, I get to appreciate it so much for yeah. what it is yeah. and, and, and see how uh, the same God is being worshipped and praised yeah. and, and with this different style of music, with this different preaching style, with this, you know, it's 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 such a um it's such a, a great you get you get a sense of the grandeur of who God is. Yeah, you know? yeah. Just a well, bit more. when you go to a church that's a unicultural mm -hmm. and you can see God's uh, hand in uh, the Korean church or the Chinese church or uh, the white yeah. church or the black church, uh, it's beautiful when you can go to those. But th there's something else in my heart that aches when they can live together sure. in the same demographic and yet not come together. Uh, you had the unique opportunity of helping these folk come together. Yeah. I got the experience of uh, a friend inviting me to uh, a concert that was happening at a Korean church. And the, the, the there was a little portion of the service where it was a, there was a sermon preached all in Korean. And then the, uh, the artist that was featured that night sang a couple songs in Korean. I didn't understand a word, mm. but I was blessed. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that love... And uh, and grace and artistry is transcendent of all those of of, of any language. It's, there you it's, go. it's a language in and of itself. And so, when you can combine those things together, mm. and you get that holistic view, you get you get more of a of a vivid uh, and bright picture of who God is. But you honor the different cultures and being multicultural. I think some people believe you you melt down the cultures into some new thing, but really, no. it's it's not. It's it's honoring the different ones, but you're doing it together. For sure, you want to celebrate those cultures. You don't want to, you don't want uniformity. That's right. You know, you still want everyone to have their identity because you know we get to reveal more of who we are. And I think God delights in revealing more of who he is mm. through, through different perspectives, for sure, for sure. Well, friends, this is Dante Shepard. He's sidekicking it with me today. Uh, he's mixing it up uh, between being a guest, uh, between being a sidekick, <laughs> between uh, serving behind the camera. He's doing it all. That's right. And you get to see a piece of him at Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. We're coming right back. Uh, we'll go away for just three minutes, and as soon as we get back, uh, we're going to land this plane. plane.
Hello, I'm Dr. Anika Prather, and several years ago, I went on a journey to find a school that would provide a Christ-centered yet more open way for my children to learn. I was especially looking for this type of school for my oldest son, who is a unique learner. He is creative, strong-willed, has a high critical thinking ability, and just simply walks to the beat of a different drummer. I could not find a school that would allow my son to freely express himself and receive a Christian education. I prayed for direction, and God led me to open the Living Water School in Maryland. The Living Water School allows students in grades K through 12 the freedom to learn in their own unique way, but also disciples them in the Word of God. First Peter 2.16 says, Live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. The Living Water School is now adding a preschool for ages 2 to 4. Find out more at the LWSchool.org. Living Water is now enrolling pre-K through 12. Go to the LWSchool.org. A couple witnesses angels at a dangerous car crash. A man is healed on his deathbed and given another chance to live. Two Christian pastors perform an exorcism on a psychic possessed by demons. A man thought his baby died until the impossible happened. These miracles are true and are chronicled in the first book of a new series, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern Day Miracles. When God Happens is compiled and edited by best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers. Hunt and Myers came together to remind Christians God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God has not turned his back on us or left us to our own devices. If you have an exciting miracle you'd like to see shared in the next edition of When God Happens, visit the website at whengodhappens.com. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Angela Hunt and Bill Myers' miraculous new book, When God Happens, True Stories of Modern Day Miracles. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Pastors, church leaders, and those involved in leading ministries, WAVA invites you to our Fall Equip Pastors Conference at the beautiful Museum of the Bible on Thursday, October the 11th. This year's conference theme is The Art of Preaching. Come, get some practical Bible teaching advice from a diversity of pastors. You'll learn from seasoned pastors how they approach teaching the Bible week in and week out. There's a morning pastor panel discussion led by Don Crow, followed by a delicious lunch and program led by Pastor Brian Chapel, author of The Christ-Centered Preaching. All this takes place at the Majestic Museum of the Bible. Registration for the October 11th event and pastor's conference is $25, including lunch. This event is expected to sell out. Register you and your spouse or a friend or bring your church staff to this encouraging day with WAVA at the Museum of the Bible. Go to WAVA.com and click on the Equip Pastors Conference banner or call WAVA for more information. This is Rich Becker, producer of Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. The radio ministry of Real Talk with Dr. Anderson is made possible by the generosity of listeners like you. If this nonprofit ministry is a blessing to you, will you prayerfully consider partnering with us? With an ongoing monthly gift of $30 or more, you'll become a Real Talk partner. As a way of saying thank you, we would love to send you a signed copy of Dr. Anderson's book, Gracism. Thank you for making this important ministry possible. We can't do it without you. Visit andersonspeaks.com and simply click the donate button to support Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's andersonspeaks.com. We're back, Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. Hey, good people. I'm here with Dr. Anderson. That's me. 
How you doing, Dante? I'm alive and grateful. How are you? I don't know what to say now. Did I, did I steal your line? <laughs> yeah, I did. You did, but that's that. good. I like that, man. I like that. We're at the Value Voters Summit, and we're about to end the show here. Uh, Sidekicking with me, Dante Shepard, one of our Sunday morning producers. Yes, sir. And uh, what are you holding up there, Dante? I'm holding uh, this lovely book. It's called Gracism. Yeah. The Art of Inclusion. I like it. Written by a fellow, Dr. David Anderson. That's it, man. Now, we, we, we're doing something big at Bridgeway with Gracism this year. What are we doing, man? <laughs> smell like Fritos up uh-huh. here. <laughs> oh, it's a shoe, man. Uh-huh, so our, our ministry year theme is Gracism, the Art of Inclusion. <laughs> And, smell uh, it, man. Just smell it. We're, we're going to be talking about all the, the smells of gracism. All the seven sayings and the smells of gracism yes. will, be, will be taught Included. on. Included. Ex- expounded Included. upon. And uh, you're not going to want to miss it this ministry here at Bridgeway. How what it long means to can be you gracism. do this and smell this? How I'm long? holding it. I'm, I'm just I'm not breathing <laughs> through my nose. So I, if I sound real nasally right now, it's because <laughs> the shoe is up here. You yeah, know, you know what, what, though? That, that's, a, that's a good shoe right there, man. you got to walk in shoe. gracism, man. I appreciate that stitching, man. You that do, yeah. 60, look, look, 30 man hours, mm-hmm. hand stitched, deer leather, uh, six weeks. Yeah, man. And it reminds us that we need to be c- coming together as groups of people, stitched together, doing life together, smelling smells together. <laughs> all of it. That's it's it. all part of it. Okay. You got to smell people's funk when you get in close. <laughs> That's, you know, you know what? what I'm Every group got some funk. <laughs> Everybody got some funk. So, <laughs> anyway, we probably ought to get off the air right now. I know we're on Facebook it's Live. Facebook I know Live. we're on WABA. We've really been having a great time actually learning about conservative values and trying to promote really what it means to, uh, you know, be bridge builders from both sides. Yeah. And so, thanks for kicking it with me here in the studio. Uh, well, we're not in the studio, we're, the we're studio. live on the ground. But uh, on Real Talk with Dr. David Anderson. That's right. The art of inclusion here. You know, uh, inclusiveness could be uh, a challenge when there are issues that are dividing so many, you know, different groups of people. But um, I I think that your book, Gracism, really kind of dives into and gives really what I love about your book, Gracism, is that it it, it provides a really, really uh, palatable um, way of being intentional um, with with what you do, how you live. And how you could include others in your, in, um, draw them close with your walk of life and how you can, you know, really promote unity. I, there I you just go. love that. Hey, well, let's pray together, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity you give us to try to build bridges from all sides, from many different perspectives, to try to find out what your will is, even in the midst of the complexities of life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Take it away, Lana. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.